This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Okay, uh, now it's uh, well known we don't have a pilot in our group of survivalists that are really not going to be surviving at all. Anyway, uh, but a lot of people out there seem to think that they can be a pilot. In fact, there's a survey out that says that almost half of the men that you look around and see <laughs> believe that they could land a passenger plane. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me through, by the way. Licensed uh, pilot. No, I have no experience, but trust uh, me, I can do this. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it depends on what you mean by land, I think. There's varying uh, opinions on what a landing looks like. Uh, a good landing? Everybody lives? Everybody lives. No, okay, that's that makes it tougher. So, like, here's a scenario. Uh, the speaker breaks through, right? Ladies and gentlemen, both pilots are incapacitated. Are there any passengers who can land this plane with assistance from air control? Oof. Half of you jackasses would put your <laughs> hand up in the air. I'm sorry. Is there a drink holder in the cockpit? That'd be great. Uh, I'll be right up. I say this so often. I'm like, just give me a third of that confidence, dude. Like, just, you yeah. know. Like, well, I mean, I'd give it a shot. I mean, it's better than not trying. I mean, w- would you just sit there? I'll, I'll take all the vodka. I would admit that I am. I, well, right. I probably can't do it. But, uh, I mean, if you looked around, you said, well, the pilots are, are dead. But if nobody's whatever. willing to give it a shot. Right. Somebody's. You're, you're, you're it. Somebody. Right. I'd Apparently, say, I won't be because a bunch of the dudes on the plane right. are going to be ready to get after it. Right. So uh, I don't even remember to take my trash out on Thursdays. I don't know. I don't know if you want to trust me. Oh, do you take yours out on Thursday night too? Mm-hmm. Our, our trash day Friday too. Oh, dude. Uh, we've all heard stories of passengers who saved the day when the pilot became unresponsive. Like last year, Darren Harrison managed to land a twin-engine aircraft in Florida after the pilot passed out with the guidance of an air traffic controller who also happened to be a flight instructor. However, such incidents tend to take place in small, simple aircraft. Flying a much bigger and heavier commercial jet might be a little diff, right? Right. Uh, Pilot spends about 90% of their time monitoring autopilot systems and making sure everything is working as intended. The other 10% is spent managing problems. Can't you... uh, Taxiing, taking off, and landing. Well, the movies, from what I see in the movies, you ever see Airport 77 with Charlton Heston? It's starting out great. If you can get it on autopilot, let's say we're in a 747, the big bad boy, and I get it on autopilot. It's just a big red button that says autopilot. Don't overthink it. Punch that in. That gives you time to get a drink, get the manual out, and, you know. No. <clears throat> I don't know. Come up with a couple of you soft ideas. Ne- neither do you. <laughs> you go to the chapter that says pilots for idiots. <laughs> So, anyway, takeoffs and landings are the most difficult tasks that pilots perform, and they're always performed manually, only on very few occasions and in a handful of aircraft models can a pilot use autopilot to land the aircraft for them. That is the exception and not the rule. For takeoff, the aircraft must build up speed until the wings can generate enough lift to pull it into the air. The pilot must pay close attention to multiple instruments and external cues while keeping the aircraft centered on the runway until it reaches liftoff speed. Now, once airborne, they co- coordinate with air traffic control, follow a particular
circular path, retract the landing gear, and maintain a precise speed and direction while trying to climb. Landing, even more complicated, and requires having precise control of the aircraft's direction and descent rate. To land successfully, a pilot must keep an appropriate speed while simultaneously managing gear and flap configuration. Let's talk about flap configuration. Yeah, let's. Adhering to air traffic. I'm going to draw a pencil sketch like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, one lip. If you could just... <laughs> You just lift that leg up a little higher. <laughs> oh, no. Adhering to air traffic uh, regulations, communicating with air traffic control, and completing a number of paper and digital checklists. <laughs> Once the aircraft comes close to the runway, they must accurately judge its height, reduce power, and adjust the rate of descent, ensuring that they land on the correct area of the runway. Mm. On the ground, you got to use the brakes and reverse thrust to bring the aircraft to a complete stop before the runway ends. This all happens just in a few minutes, as you may remember from the last time you flew. Both takeoff and landing are far too quick, technical, and concentration intensive for a drunk or untrained person to, fall, to pull off. They also require a range of skills that are only gained through extensive training, not watching movies. Oh, <laughs> no, there goes. Odds oh, just went down a few notches. Dude, right. But this does add up because so this is 50% of men think that they, untrained men, yeah, yeah. think that they can land a commercial plane. Yeah. You might remember a study we had uh, two years ago. A uh, study shows men think they're smarter than they actually are. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. But until you get older, once you get yeah. older, yeah. you realize how dumb you are. There's a difference it's between crazy. confidence and landing a oh, 100%. multi-jet uh, uh, engine jet. But how do you know if you don't try? Right. What's that, that Operation Ivy song, right? All I know is I don't know nothing. Like, you just you reach that point where you're like, man, I thought I knew stuff and I don't, you know? Throttle down slowly. Flaps up. No, flaps. Flaps down. Manage the flap, bro. Flaps down. Sorry, no. But- the flaps go, no, flaps are up when you take off. That provides lift, right? The nose up. You want the flaps down. You know the things at the bottom of the wings that keep? Well, you want the flaps open. Well, open. Always. Yeah, just. True that. Uh, landing gear is important. And then just let Mother Nature run its course. That's not, Mother Nature has <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> You're making me feel worse about this. Yeah, I suppose. I uh, hilarious, Oh, by the though. way, there are airplanes out there. I know this for a fact. There are airplanes out there that will land themselves. Small, little, singular. Somebody would have to tell me which plane it is, but I know for a fact. There's yeah, a that's button. what I said in here, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, what brand did you say? It didn't say, but it's it's a smaller plane, and it's right. definitely the exception and not the rule. That There's is, very few planes that, that is a can fact. do that. Yeah. So one of the planes that would be the one I would want. One of the planes has a parachute. A giant parachute that you can you can deploy if your plane craps out. That'll bring you down. Yeah. And then one's got a button. You push it, and it'll do all the work for you. You just sit there and go, oh, yeah, who's the man? That's pretty magical. Just crack the window open a little bit, light a cigar, just come in for a smooth. Who's the man, he says. <laughs> the guy that invented it, I suppose. <laughs> uh, oh, God. That's so funny. I always wanted to learn how to fly. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Jonathan just got his pilot's license. Really? A couple weeks ago. What's yeah. he going to fly? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I, I would rather see somebody with confidence get up and go to the cockpit than somebody you've got to drag up there kicking and screaming and crying. Dude, confidence is 
so much of life. I think confidence is 51% of landing a plane. I think it... <laughs> Again, define landing. <laughs> are we Wait, are we walking away? Or are we going to just have a few yucks on the way down? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. That's so funny. Yeah, you just didn't specify. I love that. Where I had to land. I didn't know it was a contest. It's a fantastic story. Holy crap. Uh, Hello. How's it going? Hey. Hey. I got a a fart-powered plane. You guys want to go for a ride? Yeah, Yeah, let me me hear that. Power it up. up Power it up. Power it up here. Uh, Here we go. You You know what the first problem would be? And this is, I think, uh, kind of in my wheelhouse here, is running the radio to get a hold of the control tower. That's That I think I can do. Once you get that down, it's like cake. You just got to learn how to. Is it? You just got to find the radio. Two, nine. You imagine that going into Chicago? You go in there and you're like, turn it up and rip the knob off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Flight 275 Heavy. What was, what was that? You're ripping the knobs off? That's uh, that's yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, don't rip the knobs off. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, two seven five. You're gonna need that knob. Don't rip it off. <laughs> uh, yeah. You'd be like, hey, I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try an ocean uh, lake landing in Lake Michigan. There's more room out here. I just try to feather that bitch in. Uh, pulling a sully. Uh... <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Yes. No. Yes? No? Yes? Or no? Yeah. I don't know. Could you drive an F1 race car, do you think? All the things are on the... Slowly. Well, yeah, everything's on the steering column. Yoke. Whatever. Mm. All the controls. Yeah. Shifting, paddle shifting and all that. I don't know. Maybe. I think I'd probably stall it two or three times before I got I think. Going. I think I'd have a better chance at getting the car to go forward than I would to get the plane on the ground. I'll I'll say this and wrap it up. Um, when we were up at Skinner Transfer, her and I got to get in the 18-wheel simulator machine. Oh, hell yeah. And we killed dogs, cats, people, ran over cars, crushed minivans. Yeah, the learning curve is uh, pretty steep there. We couldn't even get around. We couldn't even turn a corner in an 18-wheeler without taking out families. Yeah, it was not for People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Man, I don't know what Marty's down there in Florida drinking, sitting on the beach, but he needs to keep on sipping it. It's so good. They have a, I don't know what the new record's called. I don't know. We don't talk anymore. But I know that's not the name of it. But I I know it's on pre-order. If you want to go to LonelyOnes.net, you can pre-order their new record. Do you have a a clue? I have no idea. No. I don't have that information. You want me to ask them? I don't have it available. Yes, if you can, please. All right. He's probably at the pickleball court in Orlando. I'm gonna just call him right now. Playing some stuff. Give give me his number. Just give me his number. Okay, here I'll write it down. Screw it. Son of a bitch. Just gonna call Marty. This never turns out well. It doesn't. You should play some background music. Here. Uh, load up. Okay, four is up. Need some elevator music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. Here. You have uh, Rupert Holmes? Oh. Let's see. 
as you can tell, this is uh, not a planned event. No. <laughs> I'm going to be like, we are calling. Oh. Forget waking him up. I can't even dial the number. Sausage Fingers. It's my old porn name. <laughs> he's all hands. No, he's not. He's all sausage. I was fingers. Like, it was like the thing in the Adams family. <laughs> yeah. The only thing What's going on? Hi. Marty McCoy. <laughs> Dude, uh, we are just on? sitting here talking about our love for you, the yeah. band, the boys, the whole idea of rock and roll. And I'm like, let's call that. We're uh, on the air, by the way. I said... I said we just played your new we just we just played Don't Cry for Me and I said whatever he's down there on the beach drinking he needs to drink more yeah because that is rock <laughs> dude that is Diet Coke love that song man tell me about the song tell me about the genesis of that song so um, I've had a pretty awesome life and the genesis of the songs if I died tomorrow oh. I would be pretty satisfied with everything i'm not ready i'm gonna live forever i'm not ready to to call it quits but if if something happened i was just gone tomorrow i'd be like oh, i was pretty good run really marty i've seen how much you drink at stormy's you're not gonna live forever <laughs> well i've cut it way back <laughs> i know i know just giving you a hard time and how are you by the way i'm sorry to interrupt your life in florida but how are you uh, I'm awesome. I am at a photo shoot right now uh, with my girlfriend at 7.30 in the morning for her counseling uh, whole setup thing. So, yeah, it's, I'm I'm up early and, and doing my part for the relationship. <laughs> she is, uh, uh, if if I may be so bold, lovely, my friend. She is lovely. She is. She's, she's getting ready to get in the car right now. You should say that again. Hang yeah. On. Well, she's... <laughs> She's lovely and she's very smart too, which is amazing. And she's she, funny. Hey, put her on. Put her on the phone. She is. What's her name? Uh, her name's Bree. Bree, you're on the radio. Hey, Bree. Hi. Hey, Bree. Hi, Bree. Bree. That was the she's car here. door. I think that was the car door. Am I talking to Bree? She's in. Bree, I yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't I, feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what 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 is going on down there, but you must be pretty special to get his ass out about at seven o'clock in the morning. I love it. <laughs> what is your photo shoot? What is the photo? Can I ask? Am I being nosy? Uh, it's just for um, my counseling internship, actually. Hmm. Okay, and then you'll be modeling what? What will you be modeling? I think it's a headshot, isn't it? Yeah, it's just for the website. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's a counselor. Tell them what So it's like a business yeah. card. It's like a website photo. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. All right. Hey, if I could get a couple of copies of that for my private collection, I'd appreciate it. Never give him anything. <laughs> <laughs> Never give him anything. Too I'll, see what, <laughs> too, I'll, I'll too, see what I can do. Too, too soon. Hey, so my initial question was, I know the record, the new record is on pre-order. Uh, do we have a name for the record? Am, are we out of the loop on this or am I forgetting? What's happening? What's happening? It's, it's self-titled like any classic rock band. Yeah. self-titled record. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we should do with our next CD. Well, I feel like an idiot for even asking. We have, well, we just have four opinionated dudes. Yep. And with their own ideas, so I was like, ah, just call it, 
the lonely ones and put it out. Everyone wants to talk about for hours and hours and hours and weeks and weeks of what we should call it and what direction we should go. And I'm like, just put the thing out. Come on. <laughs> right. I struggle with that with this one, too. He's like, we need a name. We need a title. We need a name or nothing's going to happen. And I'm like, we just need to do it. Just do it. Just put it out. Let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you being in Florida in the band being in other places and but now that we have all this space age technology is it is there any barriers in communication or getting the work put in on both ends uh, no no absolutely not um so one of the reasons we came to florida uh for brie was um because the psychedelic counseling stuff was kind of wide open down here mm-hmm. and the flights back to ohio were an hour and 40 minutes and cheap Ah, nice. Well, it looks like you're uh, looks like you're very happy and comfortable down there, dude. I'm very pleased for both of you. Um, we're loving it. Did you ever see yourself being a Floridian, or or, or was there just a? That's just how the relationships going in that direction. So, no, both of us are from West Virginia, and mm-hmm. being from West Virginia, your uh, redneck dream is to one day live in what we call. Uh, <laughs> Lower middle class California, which is Florida. <laughs> that's fantastic. And then you got the Redneck Riviera. That's a little a little further west. You got all your bases covered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as a West Virginian, I speak for both of us. Florida is the dream. Yeah. So it didn't take very long. We yeah. were acclimated quick. I'm going to have my mom is not far from you. I'm going to have her bring a meatloaf over to you and Bree one of these nights. She lives in the greater. Um, yeah. So you'll love it, dude. You'll love her. So- I, I'm in. I'm tell her, tell her to hit me up. You got my number. All right. All right. Listen, I'm like going to... you pretend you don't talk to his mom on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> she asked about you. I tell, the... her, I tell her you're well. The laugh. The laugh betrays him. The laugh. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, we'll let you do your stuff. Uh, we love you. We miss you. And congrats on the new record. And it sounds, it's just off to a great kick-ass start. Yeah. Though. we. I just. I love Go ahead, sir. I'm, I'm, we're just here for you no matter what, all the time. We're the, your biggest fans, your biggest advocates. We will always have your back, dude. I love you guys so much. Thanks for playing the new song. It means the world to us. And, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. I think February 10th. Yeah, February 10th, we're going to be playing in uh, Madison at uh, the Red Zone. So oh, we'll, be back. we'll be back, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh. Something like that, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I look- and so Johnny, don't don't go golfing, man. Come back here. <laughs> He's golfing today, actually. Yeah, I'll get it out of my I'll get it out of my system. It'll be too cold to do any of that stuff. All right, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Be safe. All right, love you guys. I right, love you guys. Say bye. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show podcast. Johnny and D. JJO. So that was a weird fade on there, wasn't it? Uh, I'm going to need PC2 for this. We're going to go to the Tic Tac machine. Um, so, uh, summary quick. Uh, chick's mom died. Uh, mom, dad had cruise planned. Oh. Obviously, can't cruise if you're dead. 
uh, Carnival wanted to charge for the cancellation fee. The cancellation fee? Yeah. For the so, dead broad? For the dead broad. Oh. TikTok, um, please help me get this to the right people. I'm kind of using this as a last resort. I don't know what else to do, but I cannot um, accept the answer I've been given. So, Carnival Cruise Lines, this is for you. Um, a little backstory. My mom passed away two weeks ago. Um, I've been handling all the arrangements for my dad. They were married 38 years. So needless to say, um, he's not okay. My parents had a cruise booked for December 31st, um, which they've had booked since May. Um, this cruise costs $2,134. And um, yeah, they were looking forward to going on it. Um, my mom passed away two weeks ago. I'm handling all the arrangements. I call Carnival. Hello, my mom has passed away. My dad does not feel like going on this cruise. Um, what do I need to do? Help me. So sorry for your loss. But since your mother did not purchase <laughs> Carnival Cruise Protection, oh, no. it's going to cost you $1,371 to cancel this booking. Oh, oh, but you're not getting the other money back either. You're going to have to email this email that could take 30 days to possibly respond to you to with the death certificate to see if you'll get this other money back. So, uh, TikTok worked. You know what that reminds me of? Oh, okay, finish. Go. Oh, sure yeah. it did. I, these effing companies, dude. And I got to give you full disclosure. I own stock in Carnival. I bought it when it was you way down. I'll give you asshole. I'm giving, <laughs> now I know I'm why you're always like, cruise is really fun. Have you thought about going on a cruise? <laughs> Well, well, well. So, uh, Carnival was about $22 billion in debt since thanks COVID. Now they're about to about $9 billion, but they are booked solid. And this, I'm not sure I disagree with this as a stockholder. This is good, prudent business principle right here. Yeah, okay, okay. You calm down. <laughs> so, um, kidding. And this is the, dude, I am telling you, man, TikTok gets results. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they panicked. I'm sure they panicked and sent a check right over. Well, that, so that video, I just saw it had over, was it 850,000 likes on it? Yeah. Um, so you're already, and then what happens is people will tag the company yeah. in the video or they share the video. Sure, sure. And then and they then panic. And tag it. Yep. So then if you're on, TikTok and you're looking for Carnival Cruise, <laughs> mm -hmm. what shows up Boom. is all this crap. So it behooves them to take care of it. I don't know why companies are so bad at that PR. They're so bad at that. When all but you gotta that do person is... is just doing that. That's that person on the phone is just doing exactly what they were it's, trained it's, to do. It's in the script. Yep. It's in the contract. Totally. I get it. She bought the bad refund or no refund, whatever thing, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I get it. Technically, uh, as as per the rules, right. that is true. So, all right, here we go. Hey, TikTok, I just wanted to provide a um, Carnival Cruise update. Uh, it's been less than 24 hours, but y'all did the thing. Uh, we did get Carnival's attention, so I just want to say thank you to everyone that uh, tagged them, commented, shared, liked. It did blow up, and we did get their attention. Um, for everyone that told me to reach out John Mead, thank you. Um, he was a great help. 
and he was very quick and empathetic and he had actually lost his mom a couple months ago so I think um he was feeling some type of way about it as well. Yes. Um, I heard from Julia. She's the executive resolutions officer for Carnival. She called me and said that John had reached out and um, my dad will be getting a full refund in one to three business days. Um, it's very like overwhelming just because it happens so quick. Um, but yeah, so Carnival is doing the right thing and I'm um, going to help my dad. And That's awesome. Dude. Uh, did you hear her say that uh, she, Julia got a hold of her? Yeah. Fixed everything? That's like Julie from the Love Boat. Julie, what was her last name? McCoy. I don't, yeah. I we didn't. just had Marty McCoy on. I wonder if he's related to Julie McCoy. Weird. A what? fictional character? Shh. Yeah. Shh. Okay. <laughs> don't ruin it. Um, the chief resolutions officer. Yes. Once it hits social media, they're like, Julia! <laughs> Why do they do that? You can get so much more goodwill forever by saying, you know, not only are we not going to refund you, we're going to give you the cruise for free. Do you know how fast that would have hit the national morning shows? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They would have flown that family to New York to be on who's ever morning show. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know why they're so bad at that. Well, I mean, it's getting better, but I've seen that too, like... American Airlines or United or whatever, when people's like instruments will get damaged, yada yada yada, and yep. then it's like they, you know, the, it takes a certain amount of traction online in order for you, you to get the resolution. You got to get drugged through the mud, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you got to get eyeballs on it. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Ah, oh, well, we didn't mean it." Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. Of course, you did. Right. Yep. That reminds me of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off when Ed Rooney said uh, when he was talking to Ferris and Ferris was Sloan's dad, fake dad on the phone call. Yeah. And he goes, I'll tell you what, you drag her old bones down here and show me the body and I'll release Sloan. Yeah. That's kind of what Carnival was doing. You drag her body down here and we'll give you a refund. That's weird you bring up Ferris Bueller because Alan Ruck just got sued for negligence in that Hollywood crash. I saw that. He ran into the pizza place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got to look into that. That They want their they want their wall fixed. <laughs> I Yeah, I get it, dude. I get it. Ah. Uh, um, but but yeah. uh, I know, I do know that I think uh, we take those trips. It's like there's a clause to the clause to the clause that says even... Uh, uh, trip insurance isn't 100%. No. It's weird, dude. Right. They I need know. To, somebody needs to fix that, too. You get like, like COVID, just for example, comes up five days before the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Right. Uh, but in the very, very fine print, there's a thing that says, except for COVID, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then, well, even like those warranties you can get on um, like the the one or two or three year warranty on an electronics that you buy at what name the big box store. Mm -hmm. Even those have, it's like you take it in and they're like, oh, no, this isn't covered. You know? Yeah. It just sucks. Trying to think, we were going to go to Mexico to get married. Uh, but then COVID hit, of course, and then, uh, or had been hitting. And then I got uninvited. Fine. Listen, if you keep this up, you're not going to get invited to the next wedding I have. You you got to quit, dude. There's probably two or three more in my future. You need to calm down. I'm going to squeeze you into one of my weddings. I swear to God. You just hang on. Wait it out. 
Uh, no, what was it? Um, uh, so we were going to fly out of Chicago and blah, blah, and go to Mexico and get married. Uh, the airline, I think, canceled our flight. And the only reason we got a, a, a refund was because Mexico's resort shut down. We weren't getting it from the airline Mm-mm. who canceled our flight. Yeah. It, it's only because Mexico shut down their resorts. I, I, it, and we had insurance. Yeah, it was. it's weird, dude. That stuff, a little hit and miss. Don't trust it. Uh, yeah. If the word insurance is anywhere in it, I do not trust it. Yeah, I think that's how it went. I, I might have it backwards. Uh, so, I'm sorry, what? Huh? I'm so glad. No. I'm glad it got resolved for her. And this is the power of TikTok, bro. Uh, there's another cruise cancellation. Did you see this? Don't. Why don't they? What's the matter? Go ahead. I just don't understand it. Um, you think a company could even manufacture something like that to create a great PR campaign? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the three-year world cruise that was supposed to happen mm-hmm. was canceled two weeks before it was scheduled to set sail, and everybody's losing their mind. Um, on November 17th, the Life at Sea revealed that passengers uh, to passengers of the inaugural cruise was canceled. It had no ship. Um, that seems like a pretty big thing to overlook. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, the company vowed to refund those who signed up for the cruise. The cost ranged anywhere from $30,000 a year for a standard interior cabin. Did you want the trip with the ship? Or did you just want the trip? Okay. Just the idea we don't of the have, trip. We don't have the, the ship. Um, you can also go all the way up to $109,000 a year for a luxurious suite with a large balcony. Um, so, yeah, Murray International, which owns Life at Sea, officially started accepting bookings for the first-of-its-kind world voyage aboard its MV Gemini ship. That was on March 1st. Later, they decided that the vessel was too small for the cruise. Instead, Life at Sea planned to buy a larger ship, the Ada Aurora, or whatever, which was set to be renamed the MV Laura. After telling its passengers that the sale was taking longer than expected, news broke that the another cruise company, Celestial Cruises, how many cruise companies are there, uh, bought the ship on November 16th. The following day, Life at Sea's former CEO, Kendra Holmes, who had resigned just days before the sale fell through, informed guests that the cruise was canceled. Holmes relayed the information in a 15-minute video given to passengers. That sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Did you say three years? Yeah. Oh, my God. So 30 Thirty thousand a year or one hundred and nine thousand. People probably uh, people probably cashed out stocks and everything to buy that cruise. Totally. Think about it. You had three years of your life planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's sell the condo and go on a three-year cruise, uh-huh. and then we'll figure it out. Uh-huh. And, and two, how much was it? Two weeks before it canceled. <laughs> thirty thousand. It starts at about thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, one hundred nine. And then it goes up to okay. one hundred nine. Good God! Could you imagine being stuck? In an interior room on a cruise ship with no window for three years? For three years, no. What is wrong with no, you? Murder. I'm like eight days I'm ready to get off of that goddamn boat. Yeah. 
Um, on November 19th, two days after her announcement, guests received another message, this time from the owner of Marie International, who also stated, yes, yeah, she was right, it's not happening. In his message, he confirmed that the cruise was canceled because the company could not afford the ship. He claimed that Marie is not big enough to afford the ship, but the cruise line had presented the project to investors and had official approval from some of them to buy the vessel. And after making a down payment on the ship, the investors declined to support us further due to unrest in the Middle East. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, some would-be cruise passengers were in Istanbul, where the ship was uh, originally scheduled to depart from. When they received news of the cancellation, many are stuck in a tough position, having spent tens of thousands of dollars on a now-canceled yeah, voyage lots of that may take months to get reimbursed. Retirement savings cash, mm-hmm. don't. Some have sold or rented out their houses ahead of the cruise. <laughs> 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 yeah. Now the that would people be sure the people renting their houses out are now now they got to go to court and figure their end out. Just a minor detail. Yeah, we <clears throat> don't have a <clears throat> cruise ship. <clears throat> <laughs> two Sorry. weeks before you depart. Sorry, why well, let me turn up my hearing aid. Did you say we don't have a ship? How are you going to book people? No, that's amazing. On a 3-year cruise and you ain't got a ship. That's insane. That is so uh, God, that's going to take years to settle those lawsuits. Oh yeah, you got to be kidding me. The, the well, it probably seemed it probably seemed like a deal, right? Three years, hundred nine thousand dollars. So total three hundred thirty thousand. If you do that, sell, sell your house. You were going to cash it out anyways and move to an apartment or a condo, right? Or, or assisted living. Who knows living. what people did? Whoa! I mean, it's supposed to be an around the world cruise. So this is like. Oh my God! I can take three years of my life and do this. This is going to well, be amazing. The cruise you know? ship's probably not even registered in America. It's probably some offshore account that it's a country it's registered in. They'll be like, "F you, we got the money. We, you're not. You're not. You don't even know. You'll never see a dime of that money." Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. It reminds me of that Billy McFarland. Oh, the Fire Festival. Yeah. One hundred percent. He's got to be involved here somehow. <laughs> you show up and it's like a passenger ferry that runs from Milwaukee to Sh- to Michigan. Right. <laughs> Baloney. Something's. Dumbing I was down expecting your something more luxurious. Yeah, right. One yeah, podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod liquor. Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lincolns was setting the pace? That story is true. I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. Okay. uh, This is not a shot at you. So I know how defensive you get. I can take it. Okay. All right. Unless you're making fun of my shirt. Then <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a problem. My favorite shirt. Um, a new study looked at how we perceive people based just on the type of car that they drive. Ah, here we go. Found a luxury automobile really can give you a leg up. Researchers found that when someone's got an expensive ride... Other people assume they're higher up in the social hierarchy. You are here to prove them wrong. <laughs> Lower tier. <laughs> pretending to drive a nice car. 
bottom feeder pretending to drive a nice car. Uh, <laughs> people tend to think, yeah, they're probably an important person with an important job or at least a lot of money. Well, you can get a used Land Rover for fifteen grand. It's not that tough. It's decent looking. You know. Yeah, the problem is. Can't get a Porsche. But you can get a Land Rover. You can't get a this cheap is the portion. maintenance stuff on it. Oh, sure. So, like, when you have a vehicle that you have to go to a certain place right. in order to get it serviced, and let's say, I don't know, like, an oil change is $275 uh, or yes. whatever. Yeah. Like, that's when people, because of the maintenance stuff, you're like, they must be well off because an ordinary schlub. Thanks. Would be like, oh, well, I, that's, that's- I can't afford more than $80 for an oil change, you know, or whatever. So, anywho. That's Mr. Schlub to you. So, oh, he likes Schmubway. Schmubway. <laughs> Doesn't that sound delicious right now? Schmubway. <laughs> Not 12 inches, 11 inches of Schmubway. Well, now you can buy three more inches. You can? Yeah. What? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, we'll get into it. Oh, Let me weird. finish this story first. I haven't first. seen that one yet. Yeah, well, your wife's been waiting. Good. Anyway, um, so, yeah, and then this somehow, because we're a bunch of weird, materialistic bastards, makes you more attractive to potential mains for obvious reasons. Again, mm. money. They found that's true whether you're a man or a woman. This applies to everybody. Um, individuals with high status are perceived as competent, attractive. Uh, they receive preferential treatment and... Thank you. Are more likely don't are more likely to be favored in job selection. Hey schmub, stop talking over there. <laughs> Try to tell you some stories. Um, the study found that driving a pricey car also makes you think that you're more attractive and socially superior. Um, Windsor AF, bro. I don't know. So whether it's deserved or not. A, I was driving a pretty rusty Toyota there for uh, yeah. <laughs> quite a while. It's true. But it was paid for. Uh, well, yeah, that's it, yeah, that's dude. Just that's, ho- that's just Ho-Chunk money in my pocket right there. Sure. Uh, so whether it's deserved or not, the guy speeding by you in a new BMW is getting a big old ego boost from it and probably a little bit of side poon. Uh, sure, I, I I don't disagree with that. I don't know. My sure. stinky Ford Escape manages to pull some trim, so I'm going to argue this. Um, nah, that's just you getting free concert tickets. It's nothing to do with the oh, car. Oh, damn it! It's the concert yeah. tickets again. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I think there's some some truth to that. Sure. I mean, I know people that drive really nice cars that live in apartments. I mean, you know, whatever. We have friends that drive Porsches routinely yeah i know uh, people that have nice clothes and a nice car and then they go home to i mean i've got i've also got a friend that has a super uh, 800 dollars car payment and bitches about having no money so I, I don't car poor is not how i roll but yeah and that, i mean you know that's he's got a new audi like a new audi yeah but uh whatever i i suppose it's whatever makes you happy i got over driving but nice cars a long time ago i mean I They're s- fun. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. No, I, I'm still looking for my dream car, which I'm going to get again, but if I can find it. But um, so, you know, the trade's worth it for me, but I, I'm not out to uh, what was the word you used? Uh, trim. Yeah, no, I'm uh, <laughs> to get some trim. I'm over that. <laughs> okay. The, the trim factor, not a factor. Right. <laughs> um, I will say. It is, and I know, I'm sure people that have driven nice cars have experienced this. Uh, there's a weird amount of shade that gets thrown your way as well. Um, I have a friend that has a lot of nice cars, mm-hmm. and she'll get 
I mean, it'll be in the Target parking lot. People will give her crap for it. Oh, uh, give her the stink eye. Well, yeah, and then they'll say stuff too, like, whatever. Who are you screwing to drive that car? And da-da. like, it's it's right, it's straight up rudeness, dude. I know and, who you're not screwing. A radio DJ. Uh, it's, it's true. That's for damn sure. God damn it. So yeah. Uh, good luck out there. But I don't. I mean, the ego boost. I get it. You feel it's that. It's kind yeah, of like, that it's whole, not like a woman can appreciate a great handling sports car. No, she's too simple. <laughs> yeah, it has right. to be a man that got it for her. <laughs> and then, and it's, and I mean, you know, and there's a jealousy thing. You're not going to approach a stranger and give them crap about their nice vehicle if there isn't some sort of ugly emotion happening in you that triggered you. Right, the the car you can't afford. So let's right. take it out. Let's assume the worst or of the, this or person. The, the, you know this. Right. You know. Right. And that person does an amazing amount of stuff for their community and everything else and it's like goddamn people are just dicks. But you know, I do and it is it this like you know the when you you dress nice, you feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Is it kind of like that like you feel confident getting out of your nice car. It gives you that confidence boost like you do when you get dressed up. I don't know. Must be something like that. Again, confidence is everything. You need it to land a plane with no experience. Well. <laughs> I can't wait till we take a flight together and I save your ass. <laughs> and I'm going to say, how bad do you want me to land this plane? Because I'm your, I'm your. Own, there's option you know A, and I'm it. You know what? I don't want you to land I'm it at that point. A, I'm be I would rather be right than live. I'm going to be up there <laughs> in the cockpit with my shirt off. It's a party. I'm drunk on a plane. Oh my god. And yeah, we'll see how how much you love me then. Okay, we certainly will. <laughs> uh, no, nice cars are great, dude. I mean, if if you can swing it, I. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a nice perk. I mean, the, the car I want will be a car I will not drive every day. It'll be a summer car and then mm-hmm. get covered up. But it's it's uh, an, an appreciation in, in, yes, both the the fair sex may also appreciate the cars. Let's not jump to conclusions. Oh, here. 100%. But, uh, boy, they sure are pricey these days. Mm, everything's pricey. Nice cars be pricey. Mm-hmm, everything What do you see pricey. when you see somebody in a BMW? Um, well... It kind of depends. Like, I just admire the car. Yeah, usually you know? I'm like, that's pretty cool. Or I'll be like, man, you're driving that thing too slow. Or, you know, I'll be like, God, you can't even drive that car the way it needs to be driven or whatever. Like the new you vets. Know? You know, I see the new vets and I just, I drool, man. Mm. I don't care who's driving a damn thing. I or, can't stand it. I want one so bad. But there's definitely, like, when you pass that car or you see the individual driving that car, there is a certain stereotype you have in your head with who would be driving it, right? Like, it's usually, like, you think, like, a, a rich, old, white dude. Sure, sure. Right? Sure. So when it's not that, it's I'm like, good for you. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? When it right. is that, I'm like, that I figures. Just, I just see it. You know? I'm like, I hope you're driving the hell out of that dude, thing, dude, because yeah, oh, that's yeah. what it was built for. Yeah, 100%. And yes, I am. I'm jealous because I just don't have the car. I don't give a damn who's in the driver's seat. Right, yeah. It's like, man, I, I don't know. It's so impressive to me. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. get a that vet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. For that price, it's incredible. I mean, it's a 
hair out of my reach, but that's yeah. way out of my reach. Well, but. and you know, those memes exist for a reason. That's, you know, they have the, the Corvette owner starter pack, and it's right. the jean shorts and the white New Balance and the, you know, the little Corvette hat and whatever. Like, yeah, there, there's definitely, I, there's stereotypes attached to whatever kind of vehicle you drive. Like some of those big jacked up trucks, too, the pavement princesses. And I'm like, you ain't hauling nothing with that truck, you pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sometimes I do cast a little bit of judgment, I suppose, based on what you're driving. But it's more like you're not, like, why do you, that, that you're, are you using that vehicle? I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird uh, So thing. you judge uh, people driving jacked up trucks more than you would somebody in an Audi. Well, if it ain't dirty and you ain't, right. you know, if you're just... It's less practical, I guess. Right, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I went through my jacked up truck phase. I used to have one. Yeah. You know, I think they look cool as hell. They are cool as hell. I'm just like... But, what? you know, until you drive something high end, then you, you know, I've been at Road America in a car going 210 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Until you make that leap, you will appreciate what that car can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... I don't know. I guess if you get an opportunity, go 210 miles an hour, I suggest you try it. Sure. Scary as hell. I think we all judge people in cars, though. You know what I mean? Like you, like the other night on the interstate, there was, there was this, it was an older model challenger tailgating this whatever Chevy sedan in front of it. Very, very close. We're talking less than a half of a car length behind it. And they're going like 80. And the the challenger has no license plates. There's there's rust coming out of the the back end of it, like the trunk area. Yada yada yada. You damn right. I was like, I know who's driving that. Well, as you go up the pay you scale, know? if you go up the pay scales, like people that have real money that have, I mean, there's some Ferraris around town. I still see them. I mean, those people don't even drive those cars. Right. That's the shame to me. They've got so much money. Right. They're, they're, it's just fun dumb cute coupons. Right. They're they're not getting groceries in their Ferraris. Right. They're just they take them out on a nice day and they park them. Maybe they'll sit there for three months. Who knows? But that's what kind of money drives that stuff. Oh yeah, totally. So there's, you can if you see a Ferrari, you can assume they've got six other nice cars in the garage. Mm-hmm. That assumption I'll make. Oh, I, I'll get pissy because that's not the daily driver. I'll be like, man, <laughs> how you got that Corvette and you're driving fifty miles an hour? <laughs> In a 55. Right. You well, know, that's like, why you we can't put, even go the speed limit. That's why we put the flex lane in to get the vets up to, you know, <laughs> right. so they stretch the legs to 90 in second gear. Sure, let's <laughs> let's see what that does. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. This is another one. I judge young kids driving really nice cars. Like, must be nice. Mommy and daddy bought it for you. I think that's universal. You know, like, oh. you, or I'll be like, oh, man, it ain't going to be long before you wreck that. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's just whatever. Their frontal lobe is informed, and they aren't making good decisions, and they have too high-powered of a vehicle to understand the power behind it. Whatever. Uh, I get that. Yeah, I guess I don't pay that much attention to people in the car. A lot of the nice cars have darkened windows. It's even hard to see who's driving. Oh, yeah. I just appreciate a great-looking car. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever the car is, whatever, Porsche. But uh, I think it's fun to see really nice cars out on the road. I think it's a shame they're not driven more, but yeah. the way people drive on a belt line, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Where do you take your Ferrari? You trailer it to a sh- car show? I, I don't know. I yeah. Don't, I, you don't see them that often, but there's somebody's got a red, I'm trying to think of uh, Medina, I can't remember what the model is. I, I see it every summer a few times on the west side. I should follow them and see what's uh, going on. Yes. 
follow them, but not too closely. I'm going to show you how to do it. <laughs> well, I don't, what do I do when I catch them? I don't, I don't know. What do I do? That's where I always get stuck. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, and I well, panic and just drive away. <laughs> well, that was fun. Another guy pulling into their giant garage, getting more pissed off. But uh... The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.